Hello, sold viewers. Today is May 29th, 2020. Another episode of the Sold Stay at Home series. I haven't been going outside. I've been sitting on the stoop working on my tan. Pretty boring stuff. Going nuts. Driving Erica nuts. I got to find something else to do. So very happy to have this uh, during the lockdown. Very happy to be chatting with so many artists and understanding how they're holding up and what they're doing and, you know, what the lockdown and the pandemic and all this silliness means to them. So, um, you know, let's, let's try and support these artists. Let's go to their web pages. Let's go to their shops. Let's, let's, let's pick up some items. Let's commission something if you can. Let's, let's keep it moving so that at the end of this, when we see each other in the streets again, we got some new things to talk about and some new pieces. So today's guest, I'm pretty excited, met him last year. Uh, haven't had a chance to sit down and discuss it, but I love talking with artists that use words as their mediums. And I'm looking forward to this chat today. Welcome to the program, Be Mighty. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Very good. So let's start with the who, what, when, where, why. Uh, where are you locked down? In East Village, um, 11th Street. Are you from New York originally? Uh, no, originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I've been here between two blocks of 11th and 10th uh, for 24 years. So, yeah. Wow, you like that neighborhood, huh? I guess so, or else I'm just like very lethargic and don't like moving. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you get your start with the the work that we know today, the the Be Mighty and the Tear Off Sheets? Yes. Well, I kind of uh, became a project of mine that um, was born out of almost a necessity. Like it was a project that um, when I was going through a very challenging time in my life, I I just started to grasp onto like positive, you know, quotes, positive words, vibes, anything that could kind of get me through the day. And that's how um, the whole project began. You know, it was like a way of, it was like a survival mechanism, literally. And it tur turned a situation which was otherwise um, almost felt like insurmountable into something where I uh, didn't feel powerless. I felt empowered. And so that whole narrative change from going from where like everything was happening to me to where I could hap I could do something and I felt like I had an action on action in this process of my life gave me control. And so that's where um, the project was sort of born. Do you have one of those pieces handy just to show the viewers? Yeah, this uh, flyer right here. And each of the tabs, so like uh, all the flyers have 10 different tabs. And each of the tabs have different quotes. And generally, um, the process was just gathering quotes from different sources, things that would speak to me. Let's pull one off here and just read it. Uh, see here. Let me get one. Oh, here's a perfect one. Not until are we lost do we begin to find ourselves. See, I, I, I love the fact that you're pulling great quotes from history and from famous people and, you know, putting it out there into the ether. I would imagine the feedback that you get has got to be anyone in that wants to write and say that you meant something to them has got to go over the top. No, you know, it's um, I've gotten some random hugs right on the street, which is, you know, pre Corona days. But like, yeah, it was it's awesome, you know, to feel that vibe it's almost there's another great quote you know i'm like a 
plethora of quotes, but the attributed to Buddha, but you know, disputed. But the idea that uh, a candle can light a hundred candles and never diminish in its light, that you know, the more positivity that you spread, the more that uh, gets shared, and the more it goes out exponentially, almost. So, yeah, those are things that that really motivate me. Now, the the medium. Uh, a flyer on a, a mm -hmm. pole with tear-offs at the bottom was usually the thing if you wanted to teach your, you get your kid guitar lessons or hire a mover or did you see this dog? What, what made you go off that? So um, uh, it was uh, looking for a boyfriend. You remember Dan Perino? Of course. Of course. That yeah. made all the national news. And I actually, uh, I was very curious about what Dan was doing. And so... Um, I just, uh, I hired him for one time to put some flyers up, not the Be Mighty thing, but just a fluke thing, just so I could to meet him. And I was really, I, I'd always been fascinated with that format of medium, because it always seemed like there was an opportunity there that no one else was doing, right? It's like the moving van guys or whatever thing, you know? And it just seemed like something that could be subverted. And Dan did it in a very, you know, funky way, but I just... When I, when I saw what he was doing, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but it's very, you know, there could be something else. And so um, it was actually on my birthday with uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time. I was talking about doing something to kind of give back for having kind of surmounted this, these incredible obstacles. And so I, I made my first flyer, uh, I think it was, five, it was five years ago. Wow, it's the anniversary. And... I put some up in the Lower East Side, and I kind of just thought of it as a one-off, like, oh, I'm going to do this thing, give back something cool. Um, and it started getting spread and shared, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this going. You know, it's just like people are responding, and, and I'm, I'm digging it. So it just, you know, grew from there. And then I did one every week, and yeah, now it's five years. We found a picture of your piece on our website from 2017, which was obviously way before we met you. Mm. Um, and it, it, the picture in it had the Be Mighty, but all of the, the tearaways were gone. Now, yeah. most artists would feel a real way. And I mean, most artists would feel a real way if you walked by and ripped something off their work and took it home. Your stuff is meant for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, and I think it's you know what's so cool? There's a randomness to like, right? The flyer, the chance that someone runs into one, uh, the quotes that are left over. But I, I tell you, man, many, many times I hear from people that they say, oh, I got the right quote that I needed at the right time. I'm just like, it's just like the universe in action or something. But like, yeah, I love that part of it where, you know, even to down to the last tab, someone's going to be, you know, take that and put it on their fridge or put it in their wallet or whatever. Well, I definitely understand where it came from five years ago and the motivation behind it. But what keeps you going today? Are you are you pulling different quotes? Are these more intestinal fortitude quotes? Or are they still, you know, keep your head, keep your keep your eyes on the horizon type of thing? Well, so kind of. If I, I'll just give you some deeper part of that story and just sort of, because it, it didn't just end all of a sudden. It was like, I'd, um, I, so basically I was, I had a business and I still have my business, which was doing really great back then. 
and I decided to take a, um, a vacation with my wife at the time. And we were going to stay for a month in the south of France. I mean, like a life, like a dream vacation of your life, right? And I met her in France, and that's where where I lived when I was uh, when I met her. So we were. It was like kind of like rebuild our relationship and all that stuff. But um, things didn't work out. A friend of hers committed suicide like the day we arrived. Um, the whole trip turned into just a like funeral, you know. Um, wake for her best friend and uh, she decided to go back to New York early when I came back home with the girls she's like I'm moving out so I was like okay that's part of life and maybe it's the time but it wasn't just that it was like my um, factory in China which you know had already been giving me some trouble the factory just disappeared overnight the guy took all the money and was like gone um, it was like three months from the holidays. I had no inventory. All my money was gone. Um, my dad, a week later, got uh, throat cancer. My mom, who had a hip replacement, um, developed a staph infection. And my grandmother, who raised me, passed away. All within like three months. And then this building where I'm in now um, had a gas leak. And so we had to evacuate. Remember the time when the building, whole block basically destroyed? It was right around that same time. And so Con Ed came in. We had to get out, like leave everything. And when we were allowed to come back in, uh, they had to reroute all of the pipes. Of course, I'm on the ground floor. So every single apartment above me had to have pipes run through my apartment. <laughs> so it was like I had trash bags taped to the ceilings to try to keep all this like debris and crap from God knows what falling into my apartment with my two girls, which I'm raising by myself now all of a sudden. I mean, like the entire world felt like it was coming undone. And it was like, I remember sitting at the edge of my bed in the morning, just going like, fuck, like I, not even just how do you approach the problems of the day or but like, how do you get out of bed? How do you, and it just felt like there was this deep depression sucking at my feet, almost like a, like a black hole. And I could have very easily gone into that. Um, and that I think was a conscious choice at that time to like avoid it. So stepping into the positivity and staying focused on what was beautiful in life, which there's always something to be, grateful for even in our circumstances right now and we're reminded now more than ever of everything that we have that sometimes we take for granted yeah so, I'm, a, I'm a positive person in life uh i usually don't have a hard time you know maintaining optimism mm. and through that situation that you just mentioned those don't get me wrong those were that was your world falling apart for you mm. you know that was a very very personal time for you those those things that you mentioned but how do you how do you you know rationalize it when it's the world that has the problems now and not just you? Well, it's still us, right? It's still the way we receive it is still through our own personal experience, um, and I think in one, in some ways, like the lessons are still very similar in the way that we have very little control, right? Like a big lesson was to say, you know, I really have no control over kind of what's happening here right now, back then, and also now. And so one of the most bizarre things, I think, 
that I was, I forced myself to do every day was to make myself happy. And, and it felt sort of like I was betraying something about my reality, but I literally like, you know, the thing where you put a, a pencil in your mouth to make yourself smile and you stand in like a power pose. I was doing that shit. Cause I like, <laughs> I fucking needed it, you know? <laughs> so like, but I literally would force myself to say, hey, everything's falling apart, but you still are alive. You're healthy. Uh, life is beautiful. The rain is beautiful. Fall leaves are beautiful. This puddle is beautiful. Like when we we're at our, our, sometimes like we need that sort of punch in the face to get us out of our bullshit and remind us of really what's valuable, you know? So like, I don't know. I kind of feel like, I had that lesson. And so like when this thing happened, I felt like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I was just... it, it appears to me that the, uh, the production of your work is, is quick. Is that correct? Uh, what do you mean by that? Quick. Um, you know, for you to take this movement to other cities or around the world, it's not like you need a room full of art supplies. That's true. No, I love that simplicity of it. It's just like very elegant and simple. Now, but based on that simplicity, a lot, you know, I'm sure there's some misunderstanding of it. Like, have you been come at from left field or like someone just assumed it was something it wasn't? Um, I haven't. No, I've never had anybody say anything like, yeah, most of it, it's just sort of people just, you know, directly following or interested in. Now, how, how, would you, how would you expand the movement? Like I said, because it does seem like it's something that is feasible to take out there and get done. You don't need mm. big holes. You don't, like I said, you don't need equipment. So what do you think the next steps would be to, to you know, take this next level? I, I would love to see people pick up um, these flyers and share them in their own communities. And that was, you know, when I was... Now, obviously, with everything that's happening, I'm a lot less active. I'm very concerned because, you know, being a single parent responsible for my two girls, it's like I can't get sick. So um, I'm careful, but I would love to see it uh, germinate in other cities. Or, you know, for me, it's almost like the impact um, is twofold. One is um, that it affects individuals, that people individually find this but then that they see the value also in sharing because the sharing is where the power is. The sharing is where when you're giving something back, then all of a sudden like you, you benefit in a way that you, you will not expect. So I could love to see like satellite be mighty people, you know, posting in Seattle or LA or that would be really cool. I had some people posting in like Germany and like translating them into Spanish and posting in Mexico and, um, and, you know, people come in and out, but I, I have to sort of put that together um, as a hub, I think, you know, and like promote it like a package, like, hey, buy in at this, you know, get this package of flyers or whatever, just to get people started. But everybody can download the stuff off the site, uh, BeMightyProject.com. I noticed that, and that led to my next assumption, not a question, was I'm not assuming that this is a, a, a revenue stream for you. No, it's... Um, it's not. I, I, it's more of a passion project. You know, I was an artist, uh, studied painting. And so 
you know, I started this business many years ago and that is my mainstay. That's what keeps me thriving and, you know, in my apartment and everyone fed. But this is really, for me, it's like, um, I don't know, it just sort of makes me feel whole. That sounds sort of, but it's like, I feel like I've always, always missing that, you know, even when you have a creative business, there's still not that, um, that satisfaction that, you know, the creativity does, you know, artists are like that. We have that itch that we can't scratch. Thank God. Now, uh, what about collaborations? Is, does your style lend to that? Well, I am. Um, well, it's funny, you know, from the fifth anniversary, I had all these plans to do like a big event and I was going to invite um, a bunch of artists to, to do designs kind of around the Be Mighty. If like, this one here, uh, I don't know if you can see that on the, let me grab it. This was a, this was LA, LA2, oh, they rock. He did that little drawing. And I was imagining doing like a bunch of those with different artists from around the city, from around the world, and then doing like a, a wall and a little party for the fifth anniversary. But here we are, you know, so. Well, things are delayed a little bit, but that doesn't mean you can't get it going. We'd love to cover something like that. That sounds like a great idea. When things are back, I, I think it would be a great way to celebrate the project because it's, you know, it's been five years and yeah, I'd love to do that. So let, let's talk about the, the medium itself, words instead of pictures and, and iconography and things like that. Why, why was it important for you to get other people's words uh, influencing New Yorkers? Well, to me, I mean, I, these words, um, like, you know, the one we just pulled out, they're, I kind of think about it like a lot of the people who've gone through their own challenges in life have sort of scaled this wall or this mountain, let's say, you know, this vertical. And the quotes are kind of like, the little anchor points from the climber who went up that mountain before you. And so it's almost like, you know, when you read some of these, you know, like the one I read before, not until where we lost to begin to understand ourselves. No one could have written that without that experience. And so when you have those experiences that connects to you in a way that it's almost like you were just waiting to hear that, like, and it's a confirmation that you're not lost. You're on a path. And that, you know, you're not alone, too. And that's also the kind of cool thing about the flyer. It just kind of hits people randomly that suddenly I'm on a street corner and there's this funky, crazy flyer that's, like, giving me life advice, you know. All right. I'm pulling from my random quarantine Q&A question list. Are you ready? Yeah, I love it. Do you have any hidden talents? Ooh. Um... I'm a really good uh, Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> Crazy. What, uh, what, what type of things do the, do the girls have you fixing? Anything interesting? Oh my God, something every day, are you kidding? <laughs> how, how are they holding up? You know, we, we often speak to artists yeah. and children, but I don't, I don't go down that road. You know, sometimes mm. people want to talk about it, but. Yeah, I mean, it was, so, you know, there's levels, right? Where 
I think when we were all in that early stage, it was like, you know, oh, we're going to get through this and da 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 da, you know, and then that wears off and we're just sort of sitting here wondering, like, how long is this going to be? And I think kids obviously pick up on our energy, which is super uh, important, but there's also a point where their social media exposure, you know, they're 13 and, and 11 now, they get so much that um, they, you know, it's unavoidable that they're going to come to some conclusion that like my daughter, elder daughter kept saying, well, the world's ending, you know? And so like, how do you back them off of that and let them know that this is one stage in life um, and it's going to change but uh, I think they were, in their own ways, reacting to it uh, very strongly. But now I think, you know, we've kept a kind of regular schedule. I, 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 I just can affirm in them all the time the idea that we're still so blessed. Um, yeah. Now, let's talk about uh, those pallets. What are we cooking for those young ladies in the house? Are they driving you nuts with requests? Please. Or? I'm just like I'm a short order cook here. No, I, <laughs> I've stopped. I stopped that a little bit. I sort of like said, okay, like I'm going to cook something and you're going to eat it. And if you don't, you know, eventually you'll get hungry enough to eat. What are some of the things they love for you to cook? Uh, fried rice. Um... I do a green curry, green bean um, mix over rice. A little, I used to do a lot of Chinatown shopping, like bok choy and stuff like that they love. But um, now that it's a little bit warmer, we've been doing some grilling, you know, gotta get the grill going. Very nice. Now I would imagine it's, it's, it's harder to keep them focused and busy and productive during these times because there isn't, there isn't school to keep them, you know, out of the internet a couple hours a day. It's, I th you're, you were asking kids to do something that most adults can't do, which is that, you know, manage your time. Are you kidding me? We, we're like in this void of a, a timeless, dayless melange of experience. And it's like, what else could we do but we get sucked into like every minutia of social media and just waste away hours. I think the hardest thing was to come to sort of a schedule or a way that it was flexible, but that they had control. Um, so I told them like, you know, work for 30 minutes, like sprints. Cause you know, it, most artists I think will, will connect with this, like nothing finished, you know, nothing gets done if it wasn't for the last minute. And when you have no deadline, like we're in this time now, everything just sort of gets pushed off, right? And so both my daughters kind of fell like a week behind in their schoolwork. And so I said, okay, listen, let's just do these. Let's do 30 minutes sprints, work like crazy, and then take a 15 minute break and do whatever you want. But set the timer and then it's working. So we all need that structure, you know? But I think the hard part being a single dad too is like, I'm doing orders, I'm taking care of stuff, I'm, you know, I, I don't have the time to be there on top of them, making sure that they're getting everything done. Um, and so in some ways, like in the beginning, I felt like I'm just going to let them have their experience. And then now I'm sort of applying more structure. 
and and it, se it seems like uh, you know they're catching up. You said they got a week behind. I, I, initially, I didn't think that was that bad. No, I don't think so. I think most of the ter uh, teachers now are are like they're just about staying on time for wherever you rejoin. And I, if from the counselors uh, from the school that I spoke with, it seems to be kind of a universal experience that most uh, kids were having. I think that I think you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, you were asking kids to do what, what adults can't do. Yeah. Uh, but tons of people that couldn't manage their time or weren't good in long spurts that didn't have endurance for work. I, I yeah. think artists, you know, usually are built that way uh, to stay indoors and do their work and stay focused on the work, but not when you're told to do it. When you're told to do it, you don't want to do it just because you're a little mm -hmm. bit of a rebel. Totally. Yeah. Any um, any new work? coming out of this time new yeah anything to show off so i don't have it here yet but i'm getting a uh it's kind of like a mobile printing machine it's like a it looks kind of like like a big taser it's kind of crazy but uh it prints um lettering on almost any surface and so I've been seeing all of the, you know, boarded up storefronts and stuff and all this like virgin canvas that uh, I was like, oh my God. Uh, and so I found this tool, it's kind of, it was kind of expensive, but um, I found one that wasn't too bad and I bought it. So it's going to get here soon. And as soon as I get it, I'm going to start throwing up some, um, some of the quotes, but in a whole new format, which I'm super excited about. Now that's that's one of the it's digital It'll let you change fonts and everything like that. Yeah, I I think it's like yeah, it's like text only I know for sure. I'm not sure how I think there's like certain set fonts but um it's just going to be so cool. I've it's like a uh yeah, it's just it has like little rollers on the front so when you put it on the surface and you pull the trigger it knows that it's activated and then the rollers tell it that it's moving and so it starts to print and it's just exquisite you know like it prints on glass it prints on anything yeah that's, that's pretty cool i can't wait to see that yeah i'm gonna do some um live live stuff on instagram when i get it i can't wait i'll bet well we can't wait to see that uh be mighty this was a really nice chat i liked getting um you know an understanding of the words and what it means to you and how you're going to get it out there um, before I let you go, uh, please let everybody know where they can find you online. Sure. Um, so I'm at Be Mighty on Instagram. And if you want to get involved in the project, you can go to BeMightyProject.com. Uh, there's an email sign up on there, which I haven't yet uh, started posting, but I'm hoping to get some people together uh, and I'll be doing all my updates through there and sending out flyers once a week. Uh, there's also some of the merch, like the one I'm sporting here, the Be Mighty hats. I have some beautiful medallions that I made that are like these coins that say Be Mighty on them. And um, yeah, some, some, some of the artwork too that I've made uh, is also available through the site. So BeMightyProject.com. That's awesome. Uh, please get in touch with Erica and let's put some of that merch in our next shopping guide. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. All right, brother. Thank you for the chat today. Keep it up. Take care of those girls. We are sold out. Be mighty. That's the plan. Oh, I didn't hit the right button. There we go. Bye.